Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Janet Morena, the executive director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. And of course, in a lot of parts of the country, they have already gone back to school. And of course, some in the Northeast after Labor Day weekend, they charge back to school. And what does that mean? Well, the parish engines begin to, uh, you know, start up again. Many parishes, you know, some of the extra activities during the summer, they kind of slow down. Everyone takes a vacation. I know at my parish, they stop doing the sweet treats and the donuts (laughs) in the summer and come after Labor Day weekend, that that kicks back up again. So we're going to talk a little bit today about getting back involved in pro-life and what things are coming up and what we should be looking forward to. Well, joining me today is a great friend of Priest for Life, one of our pastoral associates, Father David Begany. Father, welcome to the program. Good to be with you again, Janet. Great to have you. Thank you. Well, of course, you know, when, when I think of September, before I get into pro-life activities, I always think of uh, September the 8th, hmm. which is our Blessed Mother's birthday. Right. And I always find that unless you really have a devotion to, to Our Lady, mm-hmm. a lot of people skip over it, don't they? They're, they're not aware, are they? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say probably even we priests are unaware of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, but I agree. It's it's something uh, we should uh, remember and honor honor the Blessed Mother on her birthday. That's right. And of course, her parents were St. Joachim and Anne, right? right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, their feast day, I think, is like the end of June, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, maybe a little earlier. Uh-huh. Maybe a little earlier, but yeah. something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> for our Blessed mother i mean this is like when you talk about marian feast days you know people fo- focus more in october right our lady of the rosary right. our lady of right. fatima right our lady of, like all those things right and they kind of forget her birthday well come on guys i mean when you think about her birthday i mean she was born without original sin on her soul so god selected her right from the moment of her conception you know, God had the plan. He knew the plan. Yeah. He still, she still has Probably, to say yes. Right. But when you think about it, her birthday is pretty unique because she she technically didn't have to be baptized because she didn't have to have original That's sin taken true. away. That's right? right. Right. So she was the only one that, you know, we would say that was born without the stain of original sin on her soul by a favor of God in anticipation of what her son would win on the cross. Right. right. And she yeah. was given that. So we often say in theology, it is fitting that she be born without that because she was carrying in her in her womb the most perfect uh, man right. and God, of course, God, Jesus Christ. So right. it's fitting that his mother be a pure vessel, we yeah. would say. Well, it's like her womb was going to be the tabernacle for mm-hmm. Jesus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And you want it, you know, to, to be as, as holy as possible. And right. so again, so God gave her that grace ahead of time to... Right be without that. She, she did not con- commit any sin in her life, not a venial sin, not a, certainly not a mortal sin. Wow. And so everybody, I hope on uh, September the 8th, say special prayers that day to Our Lady. Right. And maybe make sure you say the rosary that day, the prayer she taught us to say, mm-hmm. you know, and I bet you get a little extra special grace to our, our well, blessed I, mother, I right? Think, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you, you're, you're honoring her on her birthday and Certainly, we want to try to do that with devotion if we can, you know, have that sense of devotion in our hearts. And 
I think that's a very good thing to do, to pray the rosary. So I'm going to be doing that. Yay. And then, of course, the very next day, September the 9th, mm -hmm. uh, we have a special Remembrance Day. It's always mm -hmm. the second Saturday in September, and it's a day of remembrance for the aborted children. Yes. You know? Right. And, and people don't realize, but there are aborted babies buried in locations all over the United States, right? That's correct. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, tragically, um, you know, children are, who are aborted are oftentimes just discarded, right? In dumpsters well, and things. they're thrown... And you know, as medical waste exactly. and garbage, yeah. yes. And But some were retrieved, like you're saying, out mm -hmm. of dumpsters, they were found. Right. And good pro-lifers say, oh, we have to give this baby, these babies, mm -hmm. proper burial. I mean, there's some places like out in Los Angeles is one, Chicago and some others, mm -hmm. thousands of babies mm -hmm. are in one burial location. Right, right, you know? right. And everyone followed that Herman Gosnell case, and the Gosnell babies mm -hmm. were also buried in a cemetery in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Terrific. And so well, there's a special website they can go to mm -hmm. called rememberabortedchildren.org. And up there, um, uh, there's special prayers mm -hmm. that you can say on that day. Okay. Uh, and there's a little map where you can find these locations where these aborted children are buried. Right. And then um, the other thing, too, Father, you know, even if in your area... There's no uh, uh, cemetery or location where these children are. Um, a lot of the Knights of Columbus councils and other churches have like a tombstone or mm -hmm. a memorial stone right, for the, right. uh, the, um, the aborted children, right? Right, right. And I think you're right. It's, it's good. I think you had to, we had talked earlier and you had said that the, the, maybe the Knights will have some of these celebrations or, or day, uh, places where they can honor the, uh, the children who've been uh, aborted and buried. And so certainly... Uh, people are welcome to look for those, you know, places where they'll hold those and join those celebrations. I'm going to try to locate one in my my home area, my uh, home area of Houston, Texas, to, right. and I'd be happy to attend one of those ceremonies. And remember, right. you know, to remember, um, it's kind of like Veterans Day. We remember those who have died. Of course, in this case, they were killed and they didn't have that freedom to, you know, like in military service to enter, but they've been killed and it's good to remember them, like you said. Right. And, you know, I know from the women of Silent No More who have had abortions, come mm -hmm. through healing and now regret their abortion, many of them go, go to these sites because okay. they don't know where their babies yeah. are. They yes. didn't have that opportunity. Right. And a lot of them have told me that, well, Janet, you know, when we go to that service and other people are praying where other babies are buried, mm -hmm. we feel that mm. that's helping remember our child, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and actually, in some locations, uh, Father, they find notes left by women oh. who've had abortions. Okay. And, and they'll write... A, a note to their baby and okay. they'll leave it there I see. so it could be a a great location really for some extra healing to happen you're yeah, just going to say it almost sounds like this helps them with their grieving for you know yeah. the child they've aborted and you know some people think oh you just have to forget about that you had an abortion okay god forgives you forget about it but we say well no it's okay to remember it's even right. a good thing it's healthy thing to do right it is so uh, again uh, remember, abortedchildren.org is where to go. And all the information about how to have a remembrance uh, at a location, where the locations are. So mm -hmm. I hope more people get involved this year. I, I hope so, too. I think the more we advertise it, you know, right. the more encourage people, the more will attend. That's right. And, of course, the first Sunday in October mm -hmm. is what we call Life Chain Sunday. Mm. And that started many decades ago. Yeah. Actually, a gentleman in California 
um, uh, Royce Dunn, mm -hmm. uh, he came up with the idea. Uh, and the signs he developed were um, uh, abortion kills children and uh, the other uh, adoption, the loving option. And then the third sign, actually, um, Father Frank and I uh, had something to do with the third sign. All the way back when Father was my parish priest, we wrote a letter to him suggesting abortion hurts women. Mm. All the way back then wow. in the 90s, early 90s. And he adopted that sign too. So those are the three major signs. But some people even contact us at Priest for Life to get our silent no more signs. Because okay. we have the ones that say women do regret abortion. Right, and right. on the other side it says men uh, regret lost fatherhood. Right. And so now's the time. I mean, you're, you're a pastor also in Houston. Right. And now is the time really for um, the pro-lifers out there to approach your pastor to ask about having a life chain. But don't, right, don't, Father, don't just so dump it in the pastor's lap, right? Right, yeah. I think, you know, we pastors, you know, we, we're generally supportive of, of, of things like this. and But we really need you to do all the legwork and get it set up. It will certainly show up. We'll promote it at church. But in terms of organizing people, choosing a site, you know, we really rely on the laity to do that. So I, I, like you said, I'd encourage anyone who wants to start one, you know, to get it going and then, um, you know, just go to your pastor if you want to support and say, we'll do the work. You just promote it at church or maybe even attend it yourself. And, um, you know, that, that's good for publicity too. That's right. And of course, um, it, it happens in different ways. In a lot of places, they'll do it outside their church. Yes. If their church is on a busy roadway. Right. Like right. I know uh, my parish here in Merritt Island, Florida, we're on uh, this North Courtney Parkway, which is bustling with traffic. And uh, we had, actually, it was last year was the first year my parish had life chain. They mm -hmm. hadn't done it before. Okay. So a few of us that work at Priest for Life, that's our parish. So we kind of fan the flames okay, good, good. <laughs> to oh. get it going. We help get them the signs and, you know, uh, and it was great. Yeah. So, but then the pastor said to us, well, we have that um, uh, evangelical church uh, like a block away. And then we have another church that's about six blocks away. Mm. So what we're going to do this year, we're going to do a special outreach to all the churches mm. on North Courtney Parkway okay. and see if they want to join us. And and we're, we're thinking, imagine if we could get enough people to stretch all the way from this church to this church to that church. That would be amazing, right? Yeah, that, and that's very possible, right? Because in the life chain, usually you space yourself out, maybe a block or something. And it's it's quite a you know kind of has quite a visual effect. So I I hope you do that. I hope yeah. you're successful. And it's very peaceful activity. Yes, I want everyone yes, to understand. Yes. You stand there and you hold your sign for about an hour. That's all it is, an hour. And you, you're praying quietly, silently, and the cars are going by. Sometimes people are walking by. And, of course, you get plenty of thumbs up and right. positive horn beating. Yeah, yeah. But then you do get some people cursing at you, too, <laughs> unfortunately, right? Right. So the life change. Can you tell us again what, what type of signs we have? I know you introduced a couple of them. But yeah. from what I remember when I did it, it was uh, different uh, pictures of different part stages of fetal development. Right. But then also, I think, Pictures of uh, aborted children? Is that part of it? Well, see, with life chain itself, yeah. all those other signs are not part of the original oh, life chain okay. thing. Um, the people who started life chain, it was those three first signs. Okay. Uh, abortion kills children, uh, adoption, a loving option, and then abortion hurts women. Okay. Those are their sponsored signs gotcha. that you can contact life chain and, and buy and order okay. signs. Okay. But they've also accepted the signs of the Silent No More campaign. Okay. They usually don't encourage 
the signs of the victims of abortion yeah, I see. At, okay. at that event because they don't want to detract from the whole focus on we're remembering the children that are in danger of abortion right I now. I see. Okay. Uh, but you had a nice experience, Father. You told me you participated many years ago. In yeah, Lyme, yeah. When, and you said it was almost like a, a, a real deep spiritual. Yeah, it so was. Yeah, it, right. So this is um, <coughs> when I was uh, a member of the Missionaries of the Gospel of Life, which was a religious order started by Frank Pavone. And um, we were in uh, near Amarillo, Texas, and I participated in a life chain. And one of the things I read in the back of the sign was, do not respond to people who yell at you, who curse at you. Instead, say prayers. And so as I began reading these prayers on the back of this card, I had this overwhelming sense of peace, but then a sense of unity with every other person who was uh, holding a sign. It was... It was uh, like I said, it's one of those times that I remember, you know, definitely as being a, a profound uh, spiritual experience of <coughs> unity with all of the members who were there, you know, presumably Christian. And it was a sense that remained with me for several hours, this tremendous sense of unity. So I would encourage anyone who's going, you know, if you want to do something prayerful and draw close to God and be united with your brothers and sisters in Christ, or even if you're not a Christian, be united with others, I'd encourage, I encourage them to attend. And to, again, as you said, you know, be peaceful, prayerful, do not respond in, in any type of uh, negative fashion to those who might respond to you. Right. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident you're going to have that, maybe not the exact experience I had, but certainly you're going to experience unity with others who are dedicated to the same, remembering and prevent, trying to prevent the, the killing of the unborn. That's right. And it really does raise awareness in your yes. own community. It right. really does. Mm -hmm. And I think it encourages people, too, because if you see that many people standing holding pro-life signs, mm -hmm. you feel like, oh, oh, there's a lot of pro-life people here in my area. Exactly. You know, yeah, that's it, a good it's kind of like yeah. in numbers, you feel like, oh, oh, I don't feel so alone then. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes I think, you know, the other side, they're very good at dominating the conversation and, and kind of trying to shut you down. Right. And so Life Chain Sunday uh, is a way of kind of showing, hey, there's more of us out there than you think who are pro-life and not afraid to show some. Right. You know? No, I, I agree. I think it's it's a great idea to to realize you're not you're not there by yourself. You have many other mm -hmm. people who think the same way. You know, not everyone is will be willing or, or able, uh, you know, to go out and stand on the on the uh on the street, on the on the on the curb, you know, but um, but I, I think it's a great a great uh, way to you know to find that others are like you, and maybe even to join some of their organizations. Right. And I want people to realize too, it's perfect legal activity. Yes, you have a right exactly. to stand there right. and and hold a sign, and as long as you're not blocking the sidewalk, you mm -hmm. can stand. Like in my parish, we had everyone just stand. Um, to the back of the sidewalk so the okay. people who walk in front of you. I and see. You clearly, you know, have okay. a path down the sidewalk. Uh -huh. Okay. As long as you're doing that, right. perfectly legal activity, yeah. Yeah. and they cannot stop you because of the content of your message. Right. right. It, it, no, that's part of our First Amendment right. Right. Uh, you know, to express ourselves. Um, and some parishes, what they do is they'll have um, either before or after the life chain, the, the Catholic parishes will mm. do a holy hour. Oh, okay. I've seen that. I see. Um, it's not necessary. You don't have to do that. Right. But some do add that on mm -hmm. as an extra activity. Like okay. after you've stood there for an hour, then we go into the church and we do adoration for an hour with benediction and all mm -hmm. that. So, you know, and it's really up to the individual 
church. And, and there's one group here, actually in Florida, here in Titusville, they don't do it in front of a church. They do it in front of the, this uh, busy mall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's another option too. Right. You know, even yeah. if, let's say, your pastor doesn't want you doing it in front of the church or, or someone else not here, you have perfectly right to do it really in any public sidewalk or public place. So think about that as another option, right? Well, exactly. And I think I participated in other life chains, and that's what we've done. We've been on different different parts of a particular area, you know, different. And uh, yeah, so we can, so you have, they have the option of doing it that way too. Okay. And again, they could Google Life Chain Sunday and there's, there's plenty of information out mm-hmm. there. And if they go to our prayer campaign page, it's prayercampaign.org. We have lots of prayers there. Mm-hmm. And our online store, we have nice little prayer books oh, okay. uh, that we can send them. Go yeah. to prolifeproducts.org. Uh, because sometimes it's nice if you have a little prayer book uh, to be saying different prayers. Because you're standing there for an hour. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I agree. It's, it really is a time of prayer. And if I think if we can do that and that it really will benefit uh, others in listening to the message, seeing it, letting it sink in, and, and, and it will help us too, uh, to, be, right. to do it in a peaceful way. So a lot of things happening, you know, right here in the beginning mm-hmm. of the, I call it the parish year and the school year. Because right. as you yes. know, well, as a pastor, you know, yeah. kind of in the summer, things quiet down. Yep, yes. But now the engines are revving back up Right, again. right, right. And so why not focus in on some good pro-life activities, right? right? Exactly, exactly. Well, Father, thank you for joining me for a great discussion. Good to be with you, Janet. And brothers and sisters, thank you too for joining us. And you know, it's time for you to, if you haven't done it before, get involved. Start a life chain right in your own community. You can do it. And if you contact us at Priest for Life, we'll send you some of our silent no more signs to get you started. And remember, brothers and sisters, there are some abortions only you will be able to stop and some lives only you will be able to save. Join us again next time. Thank you and God bless. has been the end abortion podcast to learn more to help end abortion and to connect with us on social media visit endabortion.net